Welcome to Attention Talk Radio, your ADHD information station where we help those with ADHD pay attention to attention. With your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Topper. Good evening, everyone. Welcome to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. I'm your host, ADHD and attention coach, Jeff Copper. Our topic tonight, can hypersensitive senses negatively impact your ADHD? Our show tonight is, uh, we have an interview with an anonymous individual um, with regard to this who's going to talk from personal experience. But before we get into the meat of the show, I want to start announcing the annual international conference on ADHD is coming up this November the 7th to the 11th in Philadelphia, uh, Pennsylvania. I'm very excited. I'm going to be doing a a kind of a presentation workshop myself on uh, working memory. The title is, Is Your Working Memory Working? Very excited about that. For our listeners out there, you can get some great content uh, on our program and other programs, but we encourage you to to uh, consider going to this conference because um, it's the annual gathering of everybody. You learn a lot of information from presenters, but you actually get to talk to the presenters if you want, and you uh, are there with the tribe, and there's so much learning that goes on uh, when you're not in presentations about ADHD, a lot of connections that are made, and uh, it's a really big deal. Um, Our show tonight is being brought to you by children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. In celebration of that event, we're going to be giving out free uh, digital copies of Attention Magazine. All you've got to do is uh, listen to this show. We're going to give out a secret word and uh, listen to another um, recent show uh, for a secret word and then email those two words to me at attention at attentiontalkradio.com and we will email you a PDF copy of the current edition of Attention Magazine and the next one coming out. Um, again, our show is being brought to you tonight by uh, children and adults with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. We have a little tip that we're going to play and we're going to get into the show. It's important to treat ADHD to help improve health and longevity. Research shows that treating ADHD, along with its related health risks, can add 9 to 13 years to the lifespan of children and adults diagnosed with the disorder. To learn more about ADHD and treatment options, visit Chad's website at helpforadhd.org. Uh, Chad, for your continued support, helping the ADHD community and Attention Talk Radio. For those that are not familiar, they're the largest not-for-profit organization that advocates on behalf of those with ADHD. We encourage all of our our listeners to become members to support Chad financially because a strong Chad is a strong ADHD community. Uh, There's lots of great member benefits for being a uh, part of the Chad family, but most importantly is... uh, uh, supporting them, advocating for us on Capitol Hill in different ways. Learn more about Chad and to become a member, go to chaadd.org. Um, so let's get into tonight's show. Um, it was pre-taped. Um, really quickly, um, the idea here is can hypersensitive senses negatively impact your ADHD? And we have a, an individual that i uh, worked with over a period of time that's going to speak to this um, in particular. It's been fascinating to me uh, in, in coaching those with ADHD how much progress can be made by just kind of helping them managing things. So with that, we'll roll the tape. And with us in our virtual studio is uh, Laura. Laura, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jeff. I'm uh, I'm absolutely thrilled that uh, you agreed to come on to our show today, Laura. And for everybody out there, um, my experience coaching, um, there are many of those with ADD that are particularly sensitive to their senses. Um, 
Some are sensitive to sound, some touch, uh, some light. I know I've coached an individual before who was very sensitive to sound, and when they would, when they were trying to do something like uh, door slamming or or just anything, it would pull their attention away from whatever they were doing. It's like their memory would be erased, and they'd have to come back and kind of start all over. It's very very frustrating. And in working with individuals like that, we've we've allowed. We manage the the distractions and stuff. It really kind of helps. And Laura, um, you're in the discovery process of of your senses and, and realizing what's going on. And I'd, I'd like to just have a conversation about that. But to begin, um, can you tell just describe a little bit what your life was like several months ago before you really kind of noticed in in working the coaching relationship what what was really going on. Well, uh, what it was like for as long as I can remember was just uh, just confusion, um, constantly trying to make sense of everything. Um, the anxiety that I had, I, I didn't realize, really, I, I didn't realize it was anxiety even. I just knew that I was always, you know, I was always trying to make sense of everything, um, Sometimes people would ask me, you know, why are you so angry? I never thought of myself as an angry person at all. Uh, the people that would ask me that were usually very close to me. Um, my friends, everyone always thought I was kind of funny, but it was, it was, it's so hard. Everything, it was just so frustrating. I can, I can, just in your in your tone, I can hear the frustration and the overwhelming feeling of what it must have been like that, particularly not knowing what was going on. Yeah, I I thought that I had a good idea of what was going on. I thought that given some of the difficult circumstances that I've been through in my life, I was upset about those things, or uh, I, I just didn't realize what I was experiencing uh, was possibly quite different from what other people were in term of my in terms of my senses. I didn't realize how much frustration uh, was building up. It, it was just I felt very alone. Um, like you said, I'm still learning a lot, so I'm still struggling a lot. But um, it's. It makes you feel just very alone, very um, frustrated, constantly trying, constantly thinking, well, if it were just this way or that way, if I was, if something was a little different, then I could do better. Yep. So what, what, one of the things that you said there that I think that was very, very powerful in your words, that your your experience is different from others. And I really like how you said that your what you were experiencing is different from others. And I want to talk about some specific situations where your senses kind of kind of wreaked some havoc. But I can see how if if you're reacting to situations differently than others, it can be really overwhelming and frustrating and, and confusing as to you know why is it that this is so difficult for me and maybe not for others. Is that an accurate? Articulation of of yes yes I would I would say though uh, I didn't even realize uh, 
that. Um, in other words, when something would happen, um, like I, if I became cold, um, and I know everyone else that's with me, you know, they walk outside, they're cold too. Um, I did not realize I would instantly become frustrated. I never put that together. I thought, well, everyone else is cold too. I would immediately go to what, well, what, what's frustrating me. I didn't even realize it was actually the cold. I just would immediately start thinking about the last argument or the last or something in my past, constantly trying to figure myself out. Um, I had no idea that what I was feeling wasn't what a lot of people around me were, were feeling. And so just for our listeners out here, just to see if we can kind of frame this out, because words are kind of difficult, but I think what yeah. we learned, Laura, is that um, we're talking about your senses, and if we just take like um, a visual for a second, for you, from what I, what I, I and, and correct me if I'm wrong, if if your visual field is overstimulating, let's say, like, maybe taking somebody's taking your picture and you have that bright flash that's instantaneous, that, that I mean, that's a, that's a for, for many of us, I mean, you, you notice that flash, but it's every day. And for your example, that flash is just grabs so much of your attention, it's almost painful. Is that accurate way of describing that? Yeah, yes. Now that I, I'm realizing... It, that's exactly what is happening. It's it takes my breath. It upsets me so much, and I don't know what to do with that. So, but yet that's exactly what is happening. But by the same token, I've heard this before. But we were talking that like even like the labels in the back of your shirt. I mean, it's just a label, but you're so hypersensitive that you can actually feel that label, and that would actually be disturbing to you. Yeah, I I would not have realized that. I didn't didn't know if someone – I'm trying to think of how to say it so that if someone's experiencing the same thing, um, I know the label's there. I just don't realize that it doesn't feel that way to everyone. I don't know that everyone doesn't feel it. Does that make sense? It does, and I think that this is difficult because – I close my eyes sometimes and try to imagine what it's like if I've got this rogue thing that's touching me in a specific way, not kind of uniformly, and how right. it might draw my attention such that it 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 captures all of my attention so that I can't focus on anything else. It's like kind of such an it's almost like yes. it's like it's like bashing your head against the wall. You can't you immediately lose kind of almost attention conscious to the world around you because all you can feel and all you can think about is that pain of where you bashed your head or your elbow or whatever it is. And it takes your breath away and kind of is all-consuming. Exactly. And so It's constant. And the ne- only thing I can think of is how to to stop it, how to, you know, like uh-huh. I can't obviously take the clothes off. I'm at work. Uh-huh. <laughs> but... I'm not even aware of how much it's actually making me anxious. And, and, and there's this is very difficult to describe, but I think there's there's the ang- number one you have the irritant of the stimulant that's grabbing your attention away, 
And because it's doing that, it, it brings about anxiety because you're either struggling in your environment, not accomplishing what you need to do, or, you know, maybe even it's grabbed your attention that you no longer remember what you were doing before you were exactly. doing it. And so when you come back to it, to me, that that you know, the, the anxiety is a symptom of, like, losing touch for that stuff and the aggravation of it all. So it, it naturally follows. But if you don't understand that you're hy- hypersensitive to it, number one, you can't manage it. Number two, you're just frustrated trying to figure out what's going on. Exactly. Um, Laura, I'll tell you what. I'd like to, to run a commercial break. Yeah. Um, and then come back and talk about some specific um, experiences and talk about some of the things that you're beginning to do to manage it a little bit. And um, it just kind of occurred to me uh, that the commercials that we're going to play, there's music and kind of stuff in the background. And I'm going to ask you, as you listen to them, if you can't listen to them, that's fine. Just mute this kind of stuff. It takes a little bit over a minute because I'll be very interested in you sharing your experience of at least just this while it's happening, if that makes any sense, if you can bear it. Sure. Is that all right? Okay. Sure. Yep. With that, everybody, we'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is senses. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Do you worry when your child is left out? Does your child have trouble making and keeping friends? Do they act out in school? Life skills can be challenging for ADHD kids. Learn how you can be her greatest ally. Get your parenting questions answered live the first Monday of every month in a Facebook chat with former Attention Talk Radio host Caroline McGuire. She's the author of the upcoming book, Why Will No One Play With Me? Go to www.carolinemaguireauthor.com to learn more. Transform lives as a professionally trained ADHD coach at the ADD Coach Academy. ADHD coaching is in demand, a calling, and a career. Learn how you can change your lives by going to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. The average annual cost of attending college starts around $25,000. Students who have ADHD are at high risk of dropping out because they haven't learned the critical skills they need to succeed in school. Protect your investment with an EDGE Foundation coach, specifically trained to help students with ADHD and executive function challenge make the transition from high school to college. Visit edgefoundation.org to learn more or call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE to get your free college success guide. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. Managing ADHD is about pausing before you ponder and proceed. This opportunity to practice pausing is being brought to you by digcoaching.com. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody, to this edition of Attention Talk Radio. We're here with Laura. We're talking about being sensitive to your senses. How distracting. Um, You know, one of the things that we've talked about on the show so many times at ADD is not a deficit of attention. It's a self-regulation issue. And when when you... pay attention to ADD in that, it really explains an awful lot. And Laura, what's interesting to me is, as we talk about this, is the regulation needed um, and distractions kind of associated with some of these sensory stimulations to kind of pull your attention in a different direction. 
and a lot of it sometimes is you to bring your attention back to where it was. Um, I've, 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 I've talked to some people before that were very sensitive to these areas. But it might have been just in, in terms of sound or, or visually, but with you, it kind of covers some different facets. So I just want to kind of touch base on some of these and kind of illustrate it so if somebody else is listening to the show, they might get a sense of that. And so the first one I'd like to touch base is on touch. Um, we've talked about uh, the notion of taking a shower. Yeah. And can you describe just as best you can the experience of taking a shower for you? Oh, gosh. You know, um, I would just put it off. I didn't realize why. I just, it's so hard. I get in the shower and it's just, I, it's, I don't, the only way I could describe it, I hate to say it this way, but the only thing, it, I feel like, I feel like I've been almost raped by the time I get out of the shower. I'm so overwhelmed by, it's so upsetting to me. I mean, even thinking about it now, it upsets me. Um, I really still don't understand quite why. I can just tell you that it's horrible. Now, you did describe that you actually prefer to go out and use a hose. I do. I know, you know, I was doing things that I, I have a good sense of humor, so I would kind of just make a joke whenever I was in any kind of uncomfortable situation. And so I would do that with something like taking a shower outside with a hose. Who does that, you know? But it was better for me because even though the water's cold, it kind of comes out, I guess, uniform. And so when it would, I didn't, you know, and, and then when it's, when I'm done, I mean, I literally had my shampoo, conditioner, and like everything outside, um, kind of hidden, you know. Yep. And um, at least then I was outside. So when the whole thing was over, it was like, oh God, at least I can breathe, and I don't have that big um, change between the temperature in the shower itself and then outside of the bathroom the water's cold but the outside temperature's all the same well the the, one of the things that that strikes me is when you're in the shower number one there's more sound with multiple beads of water coming out in separate streams and then you're if you have water coming out of a shower in separate beads of stream that's more individual stimulation that you're getting whereas the hose it's not as loud, and it's more uniform that's coming in one stream of touch. So it's almost like it's reducing the number of stimulus that makes it a little less overwhelming. Yeah, yep. The one thing that I found really interesting and that I'd want to point out, if anyone else does experience, and I'm sure someone does, is yep. that while I was in the shower, I didn't realize what upset me so much. I I thought, and I would come up with any reasonable explanation for the amount of anxiety I had. I would think about, and, and I wouldn't describe myself, or I didn't want to describe myself as an angry person or anything like that, but I, I didn't understand what was happening. I had to learn what was happening. Yep. I don't think, if someone told me their experience, the way I just explained mine, I would think, hmm, that's not what's happening to me. Unless I really thought about it, unless I, I realized 
like, wow, I'm I'm trying to find a reason that I feel this way because that's what was really happening. Um, everybody might be saying, okay, so that's interesting. The key, really, I think, is is we as we are understanding these things, Laura, is we're actually be able to get into management, and we're also start understanding the why. This is why it's easier to take. I'm more inclined to go outside because the stimulation is left. And one of the things we've hypothesized, right. if you took a bath, if you, and I don't think there's ability to, that might be easier because you'd be immersed in it and would reduce the number right. of, of sensations. Another thing that you described to me one time is, you know, riding a bike, and if you went over, a, literally just going over a bump, the sensation of that would send you as well. Yeah, that was actually the first thing that happened that where I started realizing putting any connection between uh, the, the emotions I was having and then the things that were, you know, annoying me. I would have just said annoying. I wouldn't have said mad. I would say I just get annoyed or frustrated. And what happened, right, I went over a bump. I was on a bike ride. And um, when I went over that bump, just because I had the slightest thought of being aware of my senses, um, I realized how upset I was. And there was just like that brief moment of time when I realized I, I just almost started thinking about, oh, something I was mad about. And I stopped myself and I was like, wow, that's that's what it is. That's what's getting me trying to come up with a reason that I'm frustrated. And when I realized that, it was awesome. That, that That is really, really awesome. And, and we've talked so many times on this show, it's all about the pause, to pause and notice. In the moment that you went over and said, wait a second, I'm trying to associate this negative experience and, and find something else. Wait a second. It must have been that bump back there, which, which does a couple things. One, it allows you to more quickly downregulate your emotion because you realize it's not something else other than just the physical bump. But then it actually allows us to begin to manage it moving forward. And I, before the, the commercial break, I asked you to, 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 to describe your experience. Were, those were the commercials difficult for you to listen to? They were particularly for me when there was uh, a woman's voice. At that point, I um, I had to take the phone away from my ear. I don't know if it's the change of tone. The commercials at all, they are difficult um, for me. Uh, or, or even being on the phone, I've noticed it is challenging. But now that I, I realize and I can be mindful and make that choice, I can handle it. Excellent. And we've talked a little bit about sound. Going into, like, noisy restaurants and stuff like that auditorily can send you as well. Is that accurate? Yeah, I would say that's probably the, one of the very most challenging things right now. Um, I started to pay attention just a little bit to the way, not the way I felt when I heard certain sounds, but the way other people around me felt. And then I actually asked some people um, if they could, like, reproduce the way a sound made them feel or something else so that I could understand the difference. And it was so different. I realized that what I, what when I hear something and it bothers me, it's like total shut down. I it upsets me so much. If I 
put in these earplugs and don't have to do it all day, but right now if I do it part of the day, if I do simple things like before it happens, I can shut the laundry room door because I realize that that noise the dryer makes, it's kind of upsetting me. I can cut down those irritants and and then I have less trouble handling the ones that I can't control. So the this is really, really cool because you're describing a lot of the intense things that you're doing, but there's also now that we're starting to realize that this is this is this is real, using earplugs to muffle sound or turning like white noise on, whether it's vacuum cleaners or fan, to kind of dampen some of that stuff. It's a low hum. Um, cutting labels out or chewing gum when you're being in a situation like a crowded area where you're being jostled, where that movement can kind of distract your attention away and minimize some of the irritants of some of those sensations or even the notion of putting glasses on and taped and limiting your field of view so that the sensory stimulation is not coming from so many places. Um, these are some of the things that I know that you're experimenting right now as a means to manage some of this stuff. Are you finding any of them to be effective? I can't tell you how I get a little emotional thinking about it because even in this short period of time, I have come to this period in my life of such frustration. You know, I just these small changes, I'm starting to, I feel like I'm starting to live again. Like, I can do things again, you know, or, or even, like, for the first time ever. I don't ever remember going for a bike ride and not coming back mad. And I didn't even realize that. I mean, I can do things now and I can enjoy myself that's unbelievable I've never been able to just kind of relax just relax you know I thought I was but unless I you know had something to drink um to help me you know it's awesome 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 and so I want to go to a commercial break in a, in a second, but what, one of the things that, that we've noticed is, A, uh, uh, intense smells can do it, um, mm-hmm. visual stuff, flashes of light, or just like craziness, sound. We've talked about touch, um, and even you said that, uh, I think you said that liver is difficult for you to before, and that's a textural type thing when you think about mm-hmm. it. So this is really kind of affecting all of your senses, right? Oh, yeah. Yes, Definitely. <laughs> Wow. Well, I tell you what, I want to go to a break real quick just to kind of get that in. When we come back, um, I've got a few other choice questions for you. So, everybody, just bear with us. We'll be right back after these messages. Our secret word tonight is senses. You're listening to Attention Talk Radio. We'll return in a moment. Your life, your world, your choice. This is Attention Talk Radio. Change your life by learning more about managing ADHD. Other places give you a few tips. The ADD Coach Academy will change your life. To find out more, go to addca.com slash ATR. That's addca.com slash ATR. Are you always late? The Time Timer is an award-winning time management solution that's helped millions of people with ADHD manage life better. As time passes, Time Timer's bright red disc disappears. Visit Timetimer.com and use the discount code ATR for 15% off. You can't go off to college with them, but we can. Visit EdgeFoundation.org to learn more how an Edge coach can help your student reach their full potential. 
You can also call 206-632-9497 and use promo code EDGE and get a free college success guide. Could hiring an attention coach really help you move forward? (laughs) Does a child get wet when they dive into a swimming pool? You can get started moving forward today. Just call Dig Coaching Practice at 813-837-8084 and schedule a free consultation. Tell us you heard about us on Attention Talk Radio and get 50% off your discovery session. For more information, visit digcoaching.com. Don't delay, do it today. And now, back to Attention Talk Radio. Welcome back, everybody. We're here with Laura in our virtual studios. And, Laura, we thank you very much for coming on having uh, such a frank conversation about this. I'm very anxious for some of the people out there who have ADHD who are uh, might think that they're sensitive to listening to the show because I really do think that uh, uh, some of the things that you're sharing are real powerful. Um, one of the things that I also want to reiterate is that so often we look to other people to to, to figure out and give us solutions when many times it's really just a function of observing yourself. Um, And as I said, as a coach, it's kind of funny. If you focus on your body, your body doesn't lie. Your mind is what will kind of drive you crazy in the process. Mm -hmm. And, Laura, what's interesting about this is just so much of what you've described to me is so much is being explained on what you do and why you do it, going back to this, these sensitivities, some of the things that you avoided, some of the areas that just was just anxiety. Literally, the anxiety of going over a bump on a bicycle. Now we understand the epicenter of that, and it's not any fight or anything like that. It's just that sensation for you is just highly, highly sensitive. Um, yeah. <clears throat> um, I hate this when it happens. I lost my train of thought. So, so with 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 all this, oh, I remember the other thing is, is one of the things that that was interesting. I think as you've you've talked about managing your senses is, is noticing how much in your life that you actually focused on things where you would have a real intense, like you 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 hyper focus if you would on something that on a macro a micro thing a very small thing, and how you focused on the intensity of it. So. I think you described like you like foods that are really, really, really sour or really, really hot. And as a photographer, you tend to take really up-close pictures of maybe something as simple as a, a rose petal flower, which is, again, you're zeroing in on the intensity, if you will, of that visual experience and kind of blocking everything else out. I just thought that was kind of curious. You want to share your thoughts on that? Well, it, it is interesting to me because I never I never realized really that I was doing that. Um so you know, in that way it's 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 really um I'm learning so much about myself too. Yeah, I I do know and I've always known that I am very good at picking out detail and the intensity of something like food I I've always enjoyed something really spicy. Um, I've always been very, you know, I like to, you know, when I do something, I like to kind of like all or nothing, you know, fast or stop. You know, there's no in between. Mm-hmm. Um, so now I'm starting to see how that applies to some of my choices with my senses and how in some ways it can be positive. Um 
in a lot of ways, it can be positive, like being able to take a picture of things that other people, they don't notice every day. But I do, and when they look at it, they can appreciate it or, uh, you know. Or or be able to see what they hadn't seen before. Yeah, kind of. I feel like they can see what I see almost. I I guess, yeah, I feel like they can they can see what I see. Well, you shared a few pictures with you, and I thought they were like kind of amazing, just the perspective of the picture and the and the thing. But again, they were all very narrow focus, <clears throat> which is actually interesting too, because you do a fair amount of drawing and painting, and you describe those experiences where you might just draw draw an eye, but in amazing detail. Yeah, I noticed when I when I draw, I. I hyper-focus, you know, on this one little area, and I steady my hand, and I realize that I kind of change my breathing when I do it. I have to, to hold the pencil or the paintbrush that still, um, and it calms me down um, in the same way. It, it could be filing something or, um, like, with a file um, or scrubbing something. When I clean, it's... It's like that constant, even pressure or that intensity. It it kind of calms me. Mhm. So, we're gonna kind of start wrapping things up a little bit. But just a few other examples out there is I think you told me a story one time where you were trying to cook dinner, go inside outside, and you realized going from the temperature inside air conditioning and outside, just that sensation, the temperature fluctuations were kind of sending you, um, distracting yeah. you, well, again. Um, yeah, overwhelming. I knew that everyone notices the difference between, you know, coming inside and going outside when it's it's hot outside, the air's on inside. I then re- started to realize, though, how much that actually bothers me. I mean, it frustrated me to a point where, you know, I wouldn't want to – I didn't want to make dinner because I didn't want to be inside. Um, I I didn't want to go outside and and sort of take in and out and the temperature. It it would bring me to such frustration. I would just be, I'd be done by the time I was halfway through or even started. I thought to go outside um, and kind of finish preparing dinner, some of the things I could easily do at the table on the patio out back, instead of inside and then going out and in, I just brought it all out at once, um, and I finished out there so that I wouldn't be changing uh, so much, fluctuating so much. And I yep. enjoyed myself for the first time that I can ever remember. That wow. Was, that was really nice. Well, one of, again, one of the reasons we wanted to do this show, so, uh, and, and, and particularly with you, Laura, is you have some great stories, some great experiences, the the anxiety and confusion that you felt before, and then the transformation that's kind of taking place as you're starting to realize that it's it's not these other things. It's just your hypersensitivity to sensations and the cool things that you're starting to do to manage it, whether you're putting the earplugs or the white noise or trying to limit your field of view or um, thinking consciously about your clothing and your environment so that you're not getting bumped and jostled and, and rubbed the yeah. wrong way. Um even um, um, we, I know we haven't talked about it a little bit, but I'm sure there'll be things that we can do with regard to smell. And then the the compounding effect of it is, 
is the ability to go out maybe to a restaurant and have earplugs in or partially in to muffle it can actually, it might not resolve it, but substantially improve that environment in a very positive way for you. And for those that might be listening to the show with ADD that find themselves in this boat, I hope you, I hope you take heed of this. Uh, some of the things that we've discussed with Laura might not necessarily work for you, but there's definitely strategies and stuff out there that works. You just have to think through the eyes of how can I either dampen or shield these 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 stimulation um, so that they don't distract me. Is, I can live life again. You know, I can do things I've never been able to do. I can finally feel like I'm accomplishing something. And it's so nice to have that frustration gone. It's got to be. It's it's got to be very rewarding to to, 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 to it's futuristic to look forward to everything that you can take advantage of now. Unbelievable! I feel like I can finally, I can move on now. I can finally start doing. You know, not just surviving or getting rid of or that frustration. I can finally move forward. Awesome, awesome. Well, before we wrap this up, any final comments? I just want to, you know, thank you and and tell anyone if they have any, you know, if they're not sure what it is, they know they're not, you know, you know you're not stupid. You're just frustrated. You know, Mm -hmm. you want to find a way to live life a little better. You know, there's, there are ways just don't stop looking for, you know, answers and, and people that can help you find them. And uh, what am I, I always encourage people, pay attention to what works for you. Don't always focus on what works for everybody else because the way you are wired is different from everybody else. <laughs> and if you're looking for the solutions based off of everybody else, you'll be frustrated. But if you begin to understand how you work, the answers all lie within you. So with that, Laura, thank you so much for coming on the show. Oh, thanks for having me, Jeff. I appreciate it. Pleasures. So with that, everybody, we hope you enjoyed this. Um, Catch us next week for another edition of Attention Talk Radio. Take care.